filmpulse.net podcast. This is episode number 116. My name is Adam. With me today, as always, we have Kevin. How are you, Kevin? I'm doing fantastic. Well, it's that time of year once again to do our summer movie predictions. So we'll be getting Ryan Holes, the star of Ryan Watches a Movie, back on the show to join us. And we'll also be going over this week's movie predictions and DVD and Blu-ray releases. But first, let's talk about some of what we've been watching. Kevin, kick it off. Kick it off oh. this week. Oh, we're starting with me, huh? Oh, quick, real quick. Uh, I just wanted okay. to. I just wanted to throw this out there. A new site design is up. So head on over to the website. We got a brand new look. I think you're all gonna like it a lot. So check it out and let us know what you think. I finally got around to watching Anchorman too. And I, I looked at your letterboxed review, and it looks like you pretty much uh, think the same thing I did about it. Pretty much. I mean, when it just focuses its humor on you know, the real story at hand, the 24-hour news channel, and how journalism has become such a steaming pile. It's fantastic. It's like absolute perfection. I love it. But it takes way too many of these little offshoot detours. Now, I mean, the the whole Ron Burgundy with his boss, Linda, and like that whole family dinner thing, just like in all those little offshoots like that and him raising Dobie the shark... And when he lived, when he goes blind, yeah. and he lives out in the lighthouse. Like all that to me felt like they were just trying really hard. I didn't. I also didn't like the the Steve Carell, Kristen Wiig. Oh, that was terrible. Thing. I didn't because like. which I was really confused because I'm thinking, okay, so you want a female version of Brick, and I'm just thinking to myself, why don't you just put more Brick in the movie? Yeah. Like if that's what you're going for, just have Brick be in it more. Yeah, I wasn't into now what what version did you see? I have no idea. <laughs> I don't fucking know anymore. I'm getting sick and tired of this with movies. I watched whatever the DVD was, and I don't know what the DVD was. So in my mind I watched Anchorman 2, The Legend Continues. Did they did they say I'll leave f- it at that? Did they say fuck like more than just once? Uh, uh, I don't know. Was there were Maybe? there any musical numbers? There was no music. Okay. Numbers, they, I don't think. Used... Well, he no, he sang some song to Dobie when he let when he let okay. Dobie out. Okay. So you saw you actually saw the theatrical version. Okay. So you saw the original okay. one because I read that because I saw the R-rated version and there's like a big musical number in there, which is pretty okay. funny. I do, however, the end. The end was everything that I've <laughs> it's ever wanted. It's so ever amazing. wanted. It's just, I mean. I love how they brought the whole fight thing back, and it's just more ridiculous than last time. There's a minotaur. Yep. There's ghosts. There's guns from the future. Sparklers. Oh my god, it's just amazing. Yep. yep. It could have just been that, honestly, just that, and I would have been happy. It's just stupid fun. Yeah, I mean, I still recommend checking it out. I just love this stupid fun, and everything that Brick says, I love. Especially the fight when he's just like, when I'm done with you, my mom's going to pick me up and I'm going to go home. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> to me, that's the funniest thing. Uh, and when he couldn't stop laughing. Yeah. When they were in the Winnebago. I don't think, I don't remember uh, that. That might not have been in the cut that I saw. They were, they were telling stories from the past and he kept telling stories about 10 years in the future. Uh. <laughs> Oh god. Yeah. I, I would say check it out. Check it yes. out. Yes. I mean if you're into that humor, you're gonna like it. If you're not a Will Ferrell McKay fan, 
you're i mean you don't care anyways you had no you weren't ever going to check this film out you know what i mean like you already know exactly well one that i probably can't recommend checking out is called don peyote and this this just came out on video on demand and it's directed by dan fogler and i actually like him a lot and it stars dan fogler also stars Anne Hathaway, Jay Baruchel, Josh Duhamel's in there, a bunch of other little cameos like with Topher Grace and uh, Abel Ferrara. It, this is a weird movie. So it's it's basically a drug trip movie about a guy who stumbles. He runs into a homeless person who's clearly kind of schizophrenic on something, has something terribly wrong with him. The, the homeless guy sweats all over him. And he somehow okay. picks up this psychotic, uh, I don't know what you want to even call it, and goes through this insane transformation where he basically just loses his mind. And you never really know what's real and what's not, what's in his head, what's really going on. Mm-hmm. It's just all this kind of just straight up psychedelic, absurdist drug trip. <laughs> And a lot of it works, uh, or some of it works. It's it's very funny, but the thing about it is it's just so fragmented. Like, you never really know what the hell is going on. There's some, there's some really good dialogue, some really interesting conversations, because he turns out to be kind of obsessed with conspiracy theories and learning about conspiracy theories and things like that. So there's some really interesting conversations throughout the movie, but it just really doesn't go anywhere, and it feels... When you watch a movie like this and it just has no direction and it's just kind of, it, it feels almost like vignette after vignette, it starts to feel boring because you have no concept of where this is heading. Yeah. And I don't generally like drug trip movies either. So I had a problem with that. I don't like movies that take place in like fantasy in, in someone's head. Like I don't know. Yeah, you can't tell if it's. Yeah, I mean, like some sometimes it's okay to include like a hallucination or something in a movie, but when it's an entire movie of just hallucination after hallucination, I just I don't know for some reason it just doesn't gel. It doesn't gel with me. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, there's like it's narrated by Dan Fogler. Oh come on! And I you can't narrate hallucinations. That I didn't. Yeah, that I didn't. He he reads it as if it's he's telling a story. Oh god! So that I wasn't too into that either. And then there, there's a lot of crazy stuff that they do. Like they have like animation in it, and he breaks the fourth wall. And like Anne Hathaway, because he's kind of like he goes on this hallucination, and I guess he's watching like Entertainment Tonight or one of those shows, and they're talking about Anne Hathaway. So in his hallucination he imagines Anne Hathaway as this like secret agent that has these that knows like all the secrets of the universe and stuff and imparts these secrets onto him and it's really weird uh it's sometimes funny but overall it's kind of a mess Mm. so we will have a review for that up on the site at some point I gave it to Todd to to review so poor guy yeah so, so real quick, what do you think it's gonna be? Oh Since God! It was given it's, I think it's gonna be a two. Given, give yeah, given what two. Todd, because I think 
I think I also gave Todd Inside the Mind of Charles Swan the Third. Yeah, and I remember him not liking it. Yeah, and that. he hated that. He gave it like a one. And to me, this is it's kind of similar in a lot of ways. Oh, it's better. I think it's better. I like the way it was shot. It was shot very. It was, had a very low budget look. Almost looked like a documentary. Okay. A lot of it felt unscripted, and mm. so I I liked certain aspects of it. I didn't hate everything about it. Yeah. All right. I see that it has. Wallace Shawn in it, so I'm going to make the segue and say that I saw the double, which also has Wallace Shawn, which brings me to a quick point. Wallace Shawn should be in more films. I agree. I I just, his voice alone makes me a happy person. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, I don't know why, I don't know what it is, but I want more Wallace Shawn. So you also saw the double too. I did. If I'm correct. Yeah, I did. And I actually have a review up on the site. All right. So, so I'm, I'm wondering what you thought of this. I loved this movie. So oh, fantastic. Good. I was, I was a big fan of Submarine. So I knew I was kind of excited going into it. I like Richard Aote. I think he's funny. I think he's, I think he's clever. And I think he's a really talented guy. So I was interested to see how this was going to play out. I didn't know anything about it going into it other than the the obvious where he meets his doppelganger that's all i knew yeah. um the highlight for me about this movie was the look i yes. loved everything about this is one of these movies where you can stay take a screenshot of a- any frame and it looks amazing and i it had kind of uh it had kind of a terry gilliam feel to it there, there's a lot a lot of influences that you can spot out but yeah, that's a big one. It's Gilliam. And I just I love the the style where you never really had an idea of when this took place because mm-hmm. some of it felt kind of like an alternate future. Some of it felt like it was an alternate past where it felt very eighties. Yes, it had did have a big eighties feel, especially with the, the TV the show TV that shows. Watched, <laughs> which I want. Yeah. Now, AOD. Do you make that a feature or at least like maybe a short film on the DVD? That, like, see, yeah. now I got to check out the DVD right right off the bat just to see if that's on there because I want to see more of that show. Yeah, looks incredible. Um, the As far as like the actual plot, I... It's, I, pretty, it's pretty predictable. Yeah, I mean... I mean, it's your standard doppelganger. Right. Identity. I didn't think... Dual identity or whatever you want to say. I didn't think it was amazing but i was interested it it kept me interested and i figured out what how he was gonna do it at the end like i figured out the ending before it happened but Mm -hmm. i still think that it was a really clever way to to do what he did well i also like you said the style so like in my review i said that you know the narrative sort of plays out it's rather predictable You've seen it before with doppelgangers and dual identities and all this and that. And like you, pretty much from the outset, you knew how it was going to play out at the end. But the way that he filmed everything throughout is just like that's what kept me interested. And the the story itself was just interesting enough that I wasn't like, oh, this is stupid. But man, the filming in this is just because like you said, I'm, I like Aody. I think he's funny, but this is one of these films that like just screams out that he has a shit ton of style. Oh yeah. And I think that, and when looking at this compared with submarine, 
it's a completely different movie. Like it, mm-hmm. it has a completely different look and tone. And I think that I, I'm just really excited for what he, whatever he has coming yeah. out next, because I'm, he, he's on my list now. Yeah. I think that he's, he's going to do some really amazing things. And I like, I love the music in this movie. I thought mm-hmm. that the music was amazing. Um, the, just going back to the visual style, I loved all the, f- the framing choices that he used, but the, one of the big standouts is the color palette in this movie. The, the use of color and shadow. Yeah. I mean, it was just like off the charts, off the charts. And, and there's it, a lot of like color coding mm-hmm. where things are sort of bathed in blue when he's talking about depression and loneliness. And then for a little bit there, it sort of turns into these bright yellows and amber colors. And there's some red in there with the rage issues and everything. And it's, it's fantastic. It's actually really funny, too. I mean, that's, yes. that should be pointed out there's, that it is a, that it is very funny. It's got this kind of dry humor to it that I love. I just I loved when he's watching the commercial with his mother. And his <laughs> mother's like, which, <laughs> which, which one, one was you? you? I don't even know how to answer that. Um, <laughs> the one that's me? Yeah. <laughs> uh. But it was it was really weird too. I mean, it was a it was an oh, odd. It was a very odd movie. A lot of weird, absurd things happen, mm-hmm. and I yes. was eating all of that up. So I loved it. I loved it. It also reminded me of my high school years. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. He was very awkward in that in that movie. It's very awkward. People didn't know that he existed. Yeah. Ah. Good times. Yeah, I would definitely recommend checking out the double. It's playing on video on demand right now, so highly recommend that. May end up on my top ten of the year. I, I think it might on mine as well. I guess the big question Ooh. is this or enemy. Mm-hmm. They're both different beasts. Oh, I, I'm gonna say equal. I'm gonna say they're tied. Yeah, I was trying. I was thinking about that after I watched this, and I was like, yeah, man, I don't know. I like them both a lot. So I think well. The double has more humor to it, but it doesn't have Jake Gyllenhaal freaking out about blueberries. Blueberries. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know if it is as funny. I don't know. Or funnier than enemy. I don't know. Because I mean, bitching about blueberries is pretty funny. Uh, conventional blueberries. Yeah, conventional blueberries. <laughs> <laughs> um, I saw a movie that just came out this this weekend called App, as in like iPhone or Android app. I I would like to say that from just that snippet that you gave me that this is terrible. Am I correct? Um, it's it's average. It's not. It's actually not terrible. It's okay. pretty average. Like it's actually quite well made. Like the special effects are good. You know, like the gore effects. It is. I wouldn't say it's necessarily a horror movie. More of a, a thriller. It's sort of like I think in my review, which is up on the site, I said that it's like a bad version of her mixed with a good version of transcendence where it's about, (laughs) it's about a, an app that's like Siri in this movie, it's called Iris and she gets installed onto this girl's phone. And at first she's like, Oh, this thing's pretty cool. Like, I don't know how it ended up on my phone, but it's cool. It was like helping her with questions at school and stuff but then eventually it starts to kind of spiral out of control and it starts to basically mess with her life and it becomes more and more powerful and it eventually 
gains the ability to jump from like her phone into other computers, other phones, and causes a lot of terrible things to happen. Mm-hmm. The interesting thing about this movie is that it's the first movie that actually utilizes a second screen experience. So what you do is when you watch the movie, you load up the app on your phone, your actual phone. Is it called the app app? Uh, you know what? I had a really hard time finding the app <laughs> because I kept typing in, in in the iTunes store. I kept typing in like app and it would be like 20,000 results. And I would type app movie and it would be like 3,000 results. And I'm like, what the hell? So eventually I ended up going to the, uh, the movie's website and using that link to download the app. So I had some wow. difficulty. But at any rate, what it does is... You load up the app when you start the movie and it uses your phone's microphone to sync with where you're at in the movie. Oh, okay. So it's it stays in sync with the movie. That That's pretty cool. And what it'll do is periodically it'll buzz as if you are receiving a text message and you look at your phone and it'll give you kind of like supplemental material uh, that goes along with the movie. But some of the really cool stuff that it does is it uses like alternate camera angles. So we're, you're watching the movie, your phone will buzz, you look at your phone, and it'll show you a different angle of what you're seeing on your TV or on the movie screen. And one of the coolest things that it does is it will periodically switch your phone to the view of the, the main character, Anna's phone. So we can actually see what's coming through her camera phone. And okay. that it, it's actually really cool. It, it makes like the whole movie a lot more immersive. Uh, the only problem I had with it is that there just wasn't enough of it. Like mm. it, it only gives you like maybe a dozen different things throughout the movie. And I understand that they don't want to do it too much because then people would just be staring at their phone and not yeah. watching the movie. But I just kind of wanted some more out of it. And it does actually enhance the experience. I was thinking that, oh, it's probably just, you know, dumb supplemental stuff that you don't really need. And for the most part it is. But there's some some things that actually give you clues as to how the movie's going to play out. Like, uh-huh. like it'll intercept text messages between characters and you're just like oh okay so that person knows that person i wonder what's going on there so it, mm-hmm. it's kind of cool how, how it works and like there's a scene at a party where they show like a whole bunch of people like texting each other and it'll intercept those text messages between those kind of secondary characters and show us what they're saying okay so it's mm-hmm. it's a really cool little gimmick i mean it's certainly is just that it's a gimmick yeah and the movie itself is just a pretty average thriller but it's still pretty fun i mean it's something new i've never experienced something like that before so kudos to them for for doing it it's from it's a dutch film Uh yeah so you know i'd recommend checking it out if you do if you do decide to rent it it's on video on demand i would definitely recommend using the app with it because it'll it'll make it more fun okay you don't have to though i should mention that like it doesn't it's not like um you're gonna miss big important things if you don't use the app gotcha but i kind of wish you would you know like 
if this is what you're going for, if this is the movie that you're trying to make, yeah, make it then make it mandatory. Part. Make it that you have to use the app with it, and that it has to be the app only works on a Dutch phone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> that'd be fun. <laughs> So at any rate, I think I gave it like a five and a half. It's light, very light recommend. Okay, all right. I uh, I saw uh, Summer of Blood, which again you also saw as well. Yeah. This is I think this finishes up our our Septian mm-hmm. thing that we had going on here. So this is written, directed, produced, edited by owner Tuckle. Plays Eric Sparrow, who's a bit of a dick. Well, not really bit. He's a huge, He's a huge dick. dick. <laughs> He's a huge dick that really doesn't deserve anything that he has in his life. And, of course, he lives in Bushwick. And, you know, halfway through the movie in an alleyway, he gets bitten by a vampire and becomes a vampire. So it's like a much, much, much better version of Only Lovers Left Alive. Wow. Much better version. I'm really surprised that, the, that you said that. Yeah, this is much better. I mean, it doesn't obviously it doesn't look as good. This is it's really low budget. It's mumblecore. I mean, let's be yeah, honest. It's, it's it, yeah, it's it's kind of mumblecore. It, it's very mumblecore. Other than the vampire stuff, it's it's mostly just people having conversations, pointless conversations about relationships in life. Yeah, but it's actually sort of funny. Oh, it's it's yeah. I don't mean to say that that in a bad <laughs> way. It's hilarious. I like this movie a whole lot. <laughs> yeah. I just I find it funny that you know well it starts off with his character his he's out to dinner with his girlfriend and his girlfriend <laughs> proposes I'm just marriage to him. proposes marriage to him which the way that he reacts to this proposal is uh, just outstanding the fact that he calls it her attempt at post feminism <laughs> oh god and just. Quickly says no, backpedals, and then as they're walking home, she bumps into, I guess, like an old college buddy or something, and then she goes off with him to have drinks and stuff, and he's left alone. He doesn't do anything in his job. He's just, he's an all-around terrible person, really. Yeah, he's a dick. And becoming a vampire makes him kind of better. A little bit better. <laughs> I, I, don't th- I don't think it really does make him better. I think it makes him better at manipulating people. Yes, and sex. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah, it makes him a better lover. That's pretty much it. I think he's uh, at his core, he's still a dick. Yeah, he's still an asshole. Um, it's it's just fun. It's it's a funny film. It's a great New York film. the The whole vampire thing is this. It doesn't really exist for any no. reason. Well, not really. Except not really. for except for like one um one scene where. Him and the the guy, the original vampire that turned him, are sharing someone's jugular. I love when he asks him to wash his back, and he's like, "What?" Uh, just lapping up from the jugular, and they're just having a conversation while this is happening. Now there uh, there were a lot of really funny, uh, just kind of little throwaway lines and stuff that he said. I mean, everything he said was hilarious. I thought. Yes. And. Uh, is is he from Maryland? Is he from that area? I I think he is as well. Because he's got the accent. 
yeah for sure but uh the, so there, there's a lot of funny lines but there's two that i wrote down after they happened because they really made me laugh uh one was babies are worthless <laughs> oh that's what it was i thought it was children but that was my favorite as well <laughs> babies are worthless and the other one was when he was talking about uh praying to nor towards the end of the movie uh, with another vampire, and he says that praying's like sitting on Santa's lap every night. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just, oh, yeah, it's really, really funny. And I did enjoy when he he attacked the one kid when he's out, you know, and he's, late and night he's like for blood, and he's feeding on him and having the conversation. <laughs> it's like, what do what, what are you what are you a student? No, I dropped out. Oh, you dropped out. Should have stayed in school. Yeah. As he's petting his head. Oh, God. I don't know what the status is of this movie, like when it's going to be coming out or anything. But, but you, check it out. Yeah. When it does. Yeah. It's uh, it's just a fun little movie. Yeah, I, I definitely recommend checking it out. Highly recommend it, actually. Uh, the only other one I wanted to mention was uh, one called Evil Speak. This just got a Blu-ray release. It came out in 1981. Stars Clint Howard as okay. uh, he's his parents were killed and he got sent to a, a military school. And okay. he is kind of picked on. He's like the nerd and he's bullied, mercilessly bullied. And he ends up finding this book and he is taking a computer class. And he starts to translate the book and... He realizes that it's like this ancient text that can evoke the devil. And he evokes the devil in order to kill all the people that, you know, did him wrong. And mm-hmm. it is so, I so amazing. It, I want to see this. I highly recommend this movie. You make, you make this happen. It is so ridiculous. Uh, the end se- sequence is... It's sort of like Carrie. I mean, it's it's very very similar to Carrie, but it's just Clint Howard and <laughs> which is better. Yeah, that's better. the The end of the movie is a nonstop bloodbath where <laughs> there's just heads flying off left and right. It is insane. Wow. And the one bully is the 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 guy from that '70s show as a very young man. Who is who? Who are you talking uh, about? It, the what's oh Don Stark? Yeah, the neighbor. He's the the neighbor with the perm. Fantastic. Does he have a perm in this movie? No, he doesn't. Oh damn it! No, when you see him, I mean, you'll recognize him, but he just looks so much younger. But either I, way, I want to I want to see Evil speak. This is why the guy that just did uh, hyenas. Hyenas. <laughs> That's his latest movie. Yeah, hyenas. Don't know anything about that. It's about a roving clan of shape-shifting human hyena creatures. Cow and hunt for human prey. Okay. All right. I'm on board. <laughs> <laughs> so, How do you not want to see that as well? Evil Speak from 1981. Check it out. Oh, man. I want to see this. All right. Let's go ahead and jump into our summer movie predictions. So what we do here is we each list off our what we think are going to be the top 10 grossing movies of the summer we're starting on may 2nd and it goes up through labor day 
as usual, we're getting a late start. I don't think we've ever started this, done this prediction thing on time. Mm, no. I'm pretty, no. pretty sure we're late every... Yeah. Ryan, welcome back to the show. How you doing? Uh, um, <laughs> good. good. That's good to hear, man. <laughs> uh, so we're, we're scoring this off of the time travel reviews uh, scoring system for their, their summer movie prediction uh, summer movie poll thing so it's kind of a like a complicated system where you get like you get 10 points for like having number one and number 10 and then if you get any number on you get so many points and then if you're one off you get so many points it's it doesn't matter really we'll just list off <laughs> doesn't matter, <laughs> we'll, doesn't matter. We'll, talk, we'll talk about it more at the end of the summer when we calculate the scores now last year I was the big winner. If I remember correctly, I won by like a big, pretty big margin yeah, last year. I think the, it's what I picked. I picked planes last year, I think. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, did you learn your lesson? Because nope. there's, there's a planes, new planes. Nope, planes 2 is on my list, goddammit. I know, I had the least two moves that didn't even come out. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I remember, yeah, I remember you picked 300 too, which didn't even come out. And there's like something else too, yeah. I remember, and then was it last year that we did GI Joe? No, it was that was the year before. Because I remember we all, I think we all had GI Joe on the list one year, and then there was another one that ended up not coming out. But, I just well, remember losing terribly every year. I'm pretty sure this year everything on my list at least is going to be coming out, but we'll see. So. Uh, do we want to start with number 10, work our way yeah, up to we'll, one? We'll work our way up. Okay. And I think that we'll we'll talk about maybe some other ones, because I, I do have kind of a bigger list here of movies that are just coming out, like big movies that could be coming out. So we'll just try to go over everything, see what our thoughts are on these movies. Now, it should be noted that these are not the movies that we want. This isn't a number list of how we want it to be. It's just what we think the top grossing movies are going to be. It should be said that pretty much like 80% of the films on my list, I probably won't be seeing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll I'll be seeing all of them, of course, but I probably won't like it. So, (laughs) all right. Number 10s, Ryan, we'll start with you. What do you have for number 10? Million Ways to Die in the West. Million Ways to Die in the West, the new Seth MacFarlane. That's uh, that could be a contender. All right. I, I don't think people like Seth MacFarlane enough. To want to go see this movie, but we, so it didn't we saw, it didn't quite didn't we think the same thing with Ted? Didn't Ted make the list? No, Ted was Ted was on my list. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I thought Ted I, I th- actually made it the one year. Yeah, Ted Ted did very well. So maybe maybe this one will as well. I don't know. Let's see, uh, Kevin, what's what's your number ten? I'm gonna go Transformers. Transformers. That's much higher on my list, yeah. actually. I just so. there's a part of me that thinks people are maybe getting tired of this. I don't know. Well, the the odd thing about this new Transformers is, uh, granted, I don't have cable, so maybe Ryan, you can answer this, but I haven't seen any marketing other than that one trailer. There's i the first trailer I saw was Friday when I went to see Amazing Spider-Man too. Yeah, I haven't like, seen any on TV at all. That's kind of crazy. Because normally with a big summer movie, they're cranking out yeah. the marketing like it's crazy. It's just nonstop. And I, all I've seen is one trailer. Like, no clips, no 
you know, where they release like 50 different character posters, none of that stuff. They're, yeah, they're synergy with Burger King or whatever the hell they do. Yeah. You know, they always pick like some company and, oh, it's, yeah. oh, it's nonstop. Yeah, I haven't seen any of that. So I don't know if that's, uh, that bodes well, but mm. I took a big gamble and it's, it's much higher on my list. So my number 10 is Maleficent, the new Disney movie. Ooh. Yeah, I, uh, I think people are going to go see it, but does not appeal to me whatsoever. Ryan, what's your number nine? Guardians of the Galaxy. It's probably a good good bet. Kevin, what's your number nine? My number nine is A Million Ways to Die in the West. Okay. And my number nine is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Ooh. Yeah, I think that, I think that, that one's going to land somewhere on the list, depending on how good it is. Because... I think that people will see it even if they're not necessarily into Michael Bay or, you know, I, I don't know. It's not on my list. Did you say it's not on your list? Uh, I think it's going to be a big, epic failure. It's like I kind of want it to be a big, epic failure. Zero. You know, like, because I'm a, I'm a huge fan of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, but I feel like this new one Another does not... It just doesn't look like it. There's a whole new crowd of young kids that are into Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah, see, that's, so. that's, the other, that's the reason it ended up on my list, because it's still popular. So there's yeah. like that new Nickelodeon show that's that's very popular. So I think that it has potential t- to make a lot of money. And with those movies, it's always difficult, because if you have kids, it's, you know, it's not a matter of whether people want to go see it. A lot of these parents are just forced to take their oh, yeah. kids to go see it. Mm-hmm. Just to shut their mouths. <laughs> uh, Ryan, your number nine was Guardians of the Galaxy. I think that that will end up somewhere on the list. I, I'm really rooting for that movie. I think it looks really fun, and it's uh, it's actually my number eight. So. Oh, you're gonna jump right into eight. Break yeah. it up. Yep. Kevin, what's your number eight? My number eight is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh, there you go. And Ryan, what's your number eight? Uh, tomorrow. Edge of Tomorrow. So that's the what new. What the fuck is Edge of Tomorrow? That's the new Tom Cruise one. Oh, okay. It didn't make it on my list, but I I think that that could be like a dark horse. You know, I think that that has potential, just because of Tom Cruise and Emily Blunt, sci-fi action movie. I think it looks absolutely fucking terrible. Yeah, I'm not too into the idea where it's like Groundhog Day. It's like a science fiction it's Groundhog like, Day. I love it. It's like Kevin was talking about with uh, <laughs> Godzilla. It's like Groundhog Day, but not funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, God. Groundhog Day with Tom Cruise. Kevin, what's your number seven? Um, My number seven is How to Train Your Dragon 2. That's uh, much higher on my list. That's higher on my list. Uh, I think that How to Train Your Dragon 2 is going to be huge because the first one uh, was very well received critically <clears throat> and it made a shitload of money. And I think that there's a lot of anticipation for the sequel. I would like to you know, point out two things. Number one, I don't really know about any of these movies. This isn't really my area. And number two, I made this list honestly like 10 minutes ago because I actually forgot to do it. Coming up, coming up with excuses already for your for your list. Okay. I am. <laughs> well, I think actually, I this... think I'm actually gonna do better this time because I didn't really put any thought into it. 
That yeah, that could be. That could be. It seems like the more thought you put into it, the worse. The uh, worse. Obviously, you do. I picked planes last year. Yeah, that one. I'm not sure <laughs> how how that. <laughs> I know exactly how that happened. Well, the thing about this year is that there's no clear cut number one, number no. two. You know, like this year, I feel like there's a lot of movies that could potentially make a lot of money, but I, I really don't know. You know, th- yeah. there is no Dark Knight Rises this year. No. Ryan, what's your number? What are we on? Seven? Maleficent. Maleficent? Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, my number seven is Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. I think that that'll that's your do number pretty what good. Now? What? Yeah, that's your number what now? Seven. Seven. Okay. Yeah. All right. I think that uh, I want to see it just for the motion capture alone. I think that it looks ridiculous. Have you seen any trailers for this? No. Ryan? No. No? Check check out some trailers for that. It it looks pretty good. And I really like the first one, surprisingly. So, hmm. All right. Uh, Ryan, what's your number six? Don't play with the game. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Kevin, what's your number six? Uh, my number six is 22 Jump Street. Okay, this is, that's interesting because I originally had 22 Jump Street as my number six. And just last night, I replaced it with Neighbors because... Neighbors brought in $55 million this weekend. Wow. In its opening weekend. So I was like, shit, Neighbors is blowing up. So I didn't. Did that See, that's a movie I didn't even think of. Yeah, so I actually put Neighbors on there. It, Like I said, I originally had 22 Jump Street. Normally there's at least one R-rated comedy on there. <sighs> so I think that 22 Jump Street has potential, but... You just you just killed my confidence. Confidence is gone. I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> Stupid. All right, number uh, five. I have Godzilla. Godzilla at five. Yeah. What do you have, Kevin? Five. I have Spider Man two. Spider Man two. And Ryan, what do you have? Godzilla. Godzilla. All right. Hopefully, hopefully we'll hit that one. I think that Godzilla has potential, but. I feel like those types of movies, I mean, looking at Pacific Rim last year, that didn't make anywhere. I don't even think that was close to being on the list last year. Let's see. Confidence is shot. It's gone. It's gone. <laughs> so I take it you, that's some foreshadowing? Of your <laughs> yep. Top four? Okay. Uh, number four, I have X-Men Days of Future Past. Oh, Jesus Christ. Ryan, Ryan what do you have? Amazing Spider-Man 2. Okay. And Kevin, what do you have for number four? Number four, I have Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay. I hope you're right for that. I'm just, I mean, these these movies just seem to just make money. Yeah. I I did, you know, the people that go to see Iron Man and everything, they're just, they're going to go see it. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll go see it regardless, you know? Yeah. The only, I think the only superhero movie that I didn't see in the theater was Green Lantern. That one, I was just like, nope. I had no interest, but like all the Marvel stuff, I'll, I'll that's go what, see it. That's what it seems like now is Marvel could put out anything. It, if it seems like nowadays, it's now they'll with, just put it out and people will go see it. But it, yeah, Sony, not Marvel. Well, well, that's technically it. it's sort of Marvel. Spider-Man is Sony. X-Men is Fox. And then Guardians of the Galaxy is Marvel Studios, which is owned by Disney. But with Spider-Man 2, uh, Neighbors beat it this weekend. So, God damn it. 
So I, I'm not sure. I mean, it does have the early <laughs> advantage because it came out, you know, yeah, very early. So it's got that going for it. The other thing to consider is the release dates for some of these movies. Like Guardians of the Galaxy, the reason it's lower on my list is because it comes out towards the end of the summer. It comes out, yeah. I think, mid-July or something. Oh, I just wanted to point out earlier when I said Transformers Age of Extinction, I mispronounced it. It's actually Neighbors. <laughs> <laughs> so if you want to fix that, that'd be great. Uh, what do you think, Ryan? Should we allow Kevin to amend his list? No. No, nope. you can't let me do that. Okay. All right. We won't. We won't allow it. Uh. So wait. What are we? What are we on? Number. He's growing. We did number four. That's what we just did. Yes. No. All right. Did I don't think. Do we get everyone's fours? Yeah. Ryan, what's your four? Amazing Spider-Man two. Mine was X Men, and what was yours, Kevin? Guardians. Guardians of the Galaxy. All right. Here we go. Number three. I have Spider-Man two, which. After looking at the numbers this weekend, I'm really calling that into question. Yeah, that's your planes. And also, also, well, we are just talking about how I would go see any superhero movie. I may not go see Spider-Man 3. I, I haven't seen any that's of these reboots. Well, did you, well, you, you said you just saw Spider-Man 2, Ryan. What did you think of it? Uh, I did like it at all. <laughs> I didn't like it either. That's great. It looked... It- it looks terrible. Yeah. Uh, so, Kevin, what was your number three? My number three is Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. And Ryan, was your number three? How to Train Your Dragon Two. Your dick. That's... Ryan, I think your your list is yeah, no, pretty he, good this he's, year. He's looking good. I don't like this. I did. Well, who knows? I mean, these <laughs> our lists are. I I remember. I think last year was just a fluke that I got so many that were on the list and close to being right. Because normally, I mean, you never know. It's always completely off. It's impossible to predict. Well, I think it also helped that like half of Ryan's movies that he picked actually didn't come out. And then once again, (laughs) I know I've said it a couple times, I picked Planes. (laughs) (laughs) So. (laughs) Oh, my God. All right. uh, I have Transformers 4 at number 2. Wow. I don't. Yeah, I don't. This was the the top like three mm. were really difficult for me this year because I just I didn't have any there weren't any clear standouts to me like so I, but historically even Transformers three you know critics shit all over that movie and it still made an ass load of money that's true so I feel like maybe Dinobots will sell some tickets I don't know mm. uh, Kevin what was your number two my number two is Godzilla Godzilla and Ryan. What's your number two? X-Men. X-Men? It's probably the only movie on my list that I'm excited to see. I'm pretty excited for X-Men, and I'm really excited for Guardians. The rest, I'm just like, meh. The main list that I'm the most. Oh, yeah, I want to see that, too. That's not on my list, but I think it looks funny. I just like the premise. Um, Number ones, here we go. Ryan, what's your number one? Transformers. Transformers? Wow. I, it might be. It, it, it very might, well yeah, may be. It might be. Who Kevin, what's your number one? X-Men. X-Men? Okay. And I have How to Train Your Dragon 2 as my number one pick. Ooh. I hope yeah. X-Men is number one. I'd be really surprised if X-Men was number one. Really surprised. Because I think that it will get 
because the last couple X-Men movies, including the Wolverine movie that came out, uh, they didn't do amazingly. Like they did yeah. well, but just not the same numbers as like X-Men two. But there seems with, to be more hype this year. Well, with this, this one, X-Men commercial on TV every five minutes. Yeah, I mean, with this one, they're bringing Brian Singer back to direct, and he's he did the first two, and I mean. The, they got the cast of the original X-Men movies with the cast of the new ones. So I hope it does well and I hope it's good. It looks good, but I'm worried that it may fall into the same uh, trap that Spider-Man 2 did where there's just too much, too much plot going on, too many subplots happening and too many characters. Mm. So I think How to Train Your Dragon 2 is just going to, I think it's going to blow up. It's going to blow up. And that was what, your number two, Ryan? Or three? That was my number three. Yeah. Number three. I wonder how long it's been since uh, kids were his number one. Toy Story 3, I think. Uh, that really? killed it. Wow. I, th- I think it was. Killed. I think Toy Story 3 was number one. Killed everything. Here. Yeah. So, I don't know. We'll see. <clears throat> no one had uh, the nurse step up movie. No. <laughs> I think it's my number nine. A couple other ones that we didn't mention that, that I think could be contenders. Jupiter Ascending, the I, Wachowskis. I was thinking about it. Yeah, that that could be. I mean, it's got the Channing Tatum <laughs> draw to it. Mila Kunis. I thought you were just going to say the Channing Tatum. It's got the Channing Tatum. <laughs> <laughs> All right, there we go. From now on, we're just going to call it the Channing Tatum. The Channing Tatum. I like it. It's stuck. I don't. I have no interest in it. But no. no. I don't know. Uh, Purge Anarchy. Usually, like last year, I remember uh, what you call it got on the top ten. The Conjuring. The Conjuring yeah. made a shitload of money last year. Yeah, but a I lot don't of think anybody people, saw that coming. A lot of people hated the Purge. Yeah, a lot of. But it made a shitload of money. I know, but a lot of people didn't like it. Yeah, exactly. Plus, mm. plus the mm. thing about. This mm. the second purge is that it looks like it's gonna do what everybody wanted from the first one, mm. where it, you actually get to see the purge and not just the inside of Ethan Hawke's house. <laughs> so I don't know. Uh. I mean, I'm I'm gonna go see it. There's also another horror movie called Deliver Us from Evil that maybe could no could do it. No, no. Any other? Are there any other ones that I missed that? are coming out that might be worth it step up man step up. that's it you're fucking watching it now that's what you get you're gonna watch I mean, step up the, the step up movies do generally make money but i mean we're talking to get on the top 10 you gotta be making like what 200 million just to make it yeah come on it's, you gotta make so much money to get in the top 10 I'm just kidding about that whole thing. But no, you're not. No, you're not. You're just trying to save face. Oh, my God. God. I, I would laugh. I've never seen this stuff. Well, we're going to fucking so, change that. I would laugh so hard if you... <laughs> it came in at, like, if, six. If you... Yeah, if it made it on your list and it actually got on the top ten. It looks like the lowest... Number ten... The number ten movie last year was The Great Gatsby, and it made $144 million. Wow. So you gotta 
And last year, it doesn't even look like it was that big of a summer. I can't even imagine it, that was it next summer or the following summer where like it's Star Wars and Batman and Superman come out. It's going to be huge. It's going to be ridiculous. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that that'll wrap it up. So we're going to come back here after Labor Day, tally up the results and see who the big winner is. Ryan, thanks so I'm much not, for coming I'm back not, on the show. I'm not doing shit. What? I know I'm not going to be the big winner. <laughs> so you're not... you, could be, you could be the winner this year. I, I just like how he's not going to, like, he's not going to come back. He's just, he gave us his <laughs> list and he's <laughs> fucking done. I like how we, we've somehow, like, made him angry. He's just, he's throwing his list on the ground. He's like, fuck this. I'm done. I'm not going to participate. I didn't even print this shit out. I already had the delete key. <laughs> you already deleted the list. <laughs> Oh, great. Uh, All right. Ryan, thanks for coming on the show. No problem. (laughs) All right. Let's go over some predictions. Last week, uh, we predicted neighbors. You said 80. I said 79. Actual 74. Mm. Although it killed it at the box office. I'm going to go see it today. Chef. Chef. You said 78. I said 82. Actual 87. People are loving Chef. I, I hate the term food porn. Like I, th- that's what a lot of people are saying when they talk about shit. They're like, oh, it's like, make sure you go on a full stomach because there's a lot of food porn in this movie. Like, just... I don't think it, it's me and my wife are just talking about this because we we're really upset by the fact that people have seemed to not understand what the word sexy means anymore. Because <laughs> like they call everything sexy nowadays, and. It just—it's one of those things that really irritates the shit out of me. I hate the—I hate the term food porn. Just—that is—that's another one that goes hand in hand with sexy. Sexy. My phone is so sexy. Oh, your phone is really, so really. Sexy. You want to fuck your phone? <laughs> really? Oh god. Unbelievable. All right, next week we have Godzilla. That's the big one. That's the big one. What are you thinking on Godzilla? I'm thinking, I'm thinking seventy-eight. I'm going to say 76. I have a feeling people are going to bitch about the, the plot. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. But come on. What the hell do you do with a giant lizard? Like, what kind of plot can you write that will make people go, oh, shit, that was good. It's a fucking giant lizard that's going to destroy things. I think it's one of those properties that has potential to, like, go very far either way. Like, it could be... A Roland Emmerich disaster, or it could be something really new and unique and interesting. Yeah. I'm just saying, there's not a lot of like depth that you can get into with this movie. You can't like show Godzilla's background. No, like but, he was picked on in school. No, but you, that's but you can. He has anger issues now. I think you can go more in depth than what's been done previously. Like I think that it is possible. Well, definitely compared to Emmerich. Yeah, but I mean, like, I think that I think that Gareth Edwards could be able to do something like that, like focus more on the characters and how this, you know, event is affecting them. Yeah, and that way you actually care when things start to happen. Yeah. Also, next week we have Million Dollar Arm. That's the Disney one. This is something that should have not been made into a movie. I just I'm getting tired of people seeing like true life things and be like, let's make it a movie. Let's, let's do, do it. it. Let's do it. Let's talk about how they ran a contest for people from India can be baseball players in the minor leagues. 
<laughs> it's not it's not interesting awesome uh i'm gonna say 60 i don't know i'm gonna say 42 yeah move. well i'll i'll leave yeah, you you know you're stuck i know i'm screwed you're stuck i'm completely screwed on that one uh also in limited release we have the immigrant i don't know i want to see that uh i don't see that i'm not i'm not interested Wolf Creek 2, which uh, is on demand right now, so you can check that out. Not not very good. A Night in Old Mexico, which I actually had a little bit of a interest in. That's the one with Robert Duvall. And okay. Don Peyote, which I don't recommend. Mm-hmm. Okay. Next week on DVD and Blu-ray. Also, I had a couple people email me about uh, the video on demand, why we're not doing that anymore. The reason I'm not doing it is because I can't find a definitive release calendar. So, like, if I want to do the the video on demand releases, I have to look at, like, five different websites. And it's just too inconsistent. So, if anybody knows of a comprehensive, like, release calendar for these video on demand releases, let me know. And... I don't mean just everything that's coming out on demand, but the ones that are day and date and pre-theatrical. Because I'm, I'm looking for a source here. Because I would like to bring that back, but I'm going to be Wait, looking into that. you got to be that source. I know. Well, I, think, I think I do. And I'm going to talk to you about that for something on the site off the air. But, okay. uh, DVD and Blu-ray, we have <laughs> Goodbye World, which I don't know too much about that. Yeah, let's go with that. I don't know. Never heard. Never heard of that. It's a post-apocalyptic thing, I believe. Oh, God, it's probably found footage. It's found footage. No, no, it's not found footage. Darn it. Uh, her definitely recommend that if you haven't seen it. Yeah, yet. yeah. Mm-hmm. I Frankenstein. <laughs> I Frankenstein. Oh, you know, you know what that one is. God. Yeah. Is the man oh. who is tall happy? That's the Michelle Gondry one with uh, Noam Chomsky. Do they answer that question? I don't know. You saw it. I did not see it. Oh, what? I, saw no, I didn't see it. You see, I, I have it, but I haven't seen it. I thought you watched that. Oh. Huh. Interesting. I did want to watch it, but... Yeah, I don't... I lost interest. I had interest, then I lost it. Uh, special ID. I don't know anything about that. It looks like a generic actioner. And Stalingrad, which... Uh, mm. I don't know too much about that one either. I, I do remember seeing a trailer way back... Hmm. So really weak, really weak. Yeah, pretty much all you got is her. Yeah, and you have one Criterion, and that's Stuart Cooper's Overlord from 1975. Overlord. Overlord, where apparently he seamlessly interweaves archival war footage with a fictional narrative. Talks about one 20-year-old's. Goes from basic training to the front lines of D-Day. Mm. Actually, sounds pretty good. But that's been out before on Criterion. It's just getting a re-release on Blu-ray. Plus, it'll be on Hulu Plus if you have that. Yep. Uh, so I guess that that should. I don't know. No, that's it. That's yeah. all you got. No, you're done. Yeah, we're done. All right. We can talk. We can talk about secrets now. Secrets. <laughs> For all the f- latest film news and reviews, visit us at filmpulse.net. Send us your questions to podcastfilmpulse.net. We'll be sure to answer them on the show. Follow us on Twitter at filmpulse.net and be sure to rate us on iTunes. We appreciate that very much. For filmpulse.net, my name is Adam. And I'm Kevin. And we'll see you on Thursday for Ryan Watches a Movie.
think it's domestic. Well, either way, I... It, yeah, either way, it doesn't matter. I gotta, so I gotta take off Legend of the Goat now. <laughs> Legend of the Goat. Damn now. it. Oh, God. Damn it. All right. <clears throat> I had that at my number three. 